and welcome to another episode of the UK Law Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we are going to be looking at the case of Wolverhampton City Council and London Gypsies and Travellers. The citation for this case is 2023 UKSC 47. And the case that we're looking at this week is all about injunctions and the circumstances in which they can apply. In particular, it asks an interesting question about granting injunctions against unidentified persons who have not yet even threatened to perform the action that the injunction seeks to prevent. The context for these proceedings is a number of local authorities trying to deal with gypsy and traveller communities camping on local authority land without permission. They did this by obtaining injunctions under section 187b of the Town and Country Planning Act 1990, which seeks to prohibit anticipated breaches of planning control. Normally when you have an injunction, it is addressed to a particular person or group of people, but these injunctions were addressed to persons unknown because the communities that camp on local authority land are often not known in advance. This also meant that the local authorities did not notify any other parties at the hearing, and thus the interests of gypsies and travellers were not represented. Issues arose in around mid-2020 when many local authorities were seeking to extend or vary these injunctions that were coming to an end. In one such case in the High Court, the judge decided that there was a need to review all of these so-called newcomer injunctions. The appellants in this case, London Gypsies and Travellers, Friends, Families and Travellers and Derbyshire Gypsy Liaison Group, were given permission to intervene in those proceedings to represent the interests of their respective communities. The outcome was that the judge decided that the court did not have the power to grant newcomer injunctions, except on a short-term interim basis, and so the original injunctions were discharged. The local authorities were successful when the case went to the Court of Appeal, and so the groups appealed to the Supreme Court, which is where we pick things up. The justices began by considering the purpose of the original injunctions. The local authorities are seeking to enforce their legal rights, even though there is not, at that time, a dispute over those rights. However, digging a little deeper, we can see that these unusual injunctions are sort of necessary because when authorities have previously sought named injunctions or eviction orders against specific groups of gypsies or travellers, by the time that proceedings have started, the named group has moved on and been replaced by a different group to whom the proceedings have no effect against. Newcomer injunctions, despite being controversial, are therefore an effective way of securing the legal rights of the local authority. Furthermore, newcomer injunctions are effective in the medium to long term, more than on an emergency or short-term basis. The power of the courts to grant injunctions, whether they be newcomer injunctions or otherwise, is unlimited, subject to certain statutory restrictions, as per section 37 subsection 1 of the Senior Courts Act 1981. Their basis is in equity, and this allows the court to get pretty creative, granting new injunctions in different circumstances as the context demands. 
At this point, the Supreme Court highlighted a number of relevant principles from the law of equity. Firstly, where there is a right, there should be a remedy to fit. Secondly, equity is interested in substance rather than form. Thirdly, equity is supposed to operate in a flexible manner. And finally, within the limits of justice and convenience, equity is not limited when it comes to fashioning new remedies. On that basis, there is no reason why newcomer injunctions should not be granted to local authorities, as they help enforce rights in a proportional manner. However, this does not mean that such injunctions should always be granted, and the justices outlined a number of safeguards that should be considered by judges. For a start, the injunction should only be granted when there is a need to enforce the law and there is no better remedy available. Secondly, the fact that no other party is named in these injunctions means that local authorities should do their best to make potentially affected people and groups aware. This means widely advertising the application for an injunction, and those affected should be given the chance to make representations before it is granted. Even after a newcomer injunction has been granted, it should be displayed prominently in the relevant area, and those affected should be aware of the ability to have it varied, or even set aside through a court order. Thirdly, it is up to local authorities to act almost as a devil's advocate, and raise any potential objections that might be raised by the gypsy and traveller communities in the proceedings. Fourthly, the granting of injunctions should be proportional in terms of time and space. In other words, they should not apply for an excessively long period of time, the justices suggested a year at most, and nor should they apply for an excessively large area either. Overall, I think that the existence of newcomer injunctions is more fair than the previous regime, where injunctions were freely handed out and the interests of affected communities were not represented. It has to be appreciated that more safeguards are in place, but as the law develops in this area, it will be interesting to see if those safeguards go far enough. For example, the nomadic lifestyle of gypsies and travellers is something that has been officially recognised by the European Court of Human Rights. Not only must this surely be something else for the courts to take into account when making the injunction, but it would not be surprising to see applications to have injunctions discharged on this basis. Perhaps the most interesting thing about this case, however, is the potentially wider application that newcomer injunctions have. The intervention in these proceedings by parties like Friends of the Earth and HS2 Limited suggests that there are concerns that these newcomer injunctions may also be used to limit the rights of protesters. It is not difficult to imagine a public authority seeking a newcomer injunction for a piece of motorway or other popular site of protests that would cause serious disruption. A successful application would not have to name a particular group or individual, but could nevertheless stymie protests. That would be interesting because it would be up to the authority to represent the interests of protesters, although they would likely try to intervene in the proceedings themselves. Furthermore, such an application would also raise human rights concerns, although this time it would be regarding Article 10 more than Article 8. Newcomer injunctions might be new, but there is a long road ahead as the law develops in this area. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast, and thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. 
As ever, if you would like to help support the podcast, then the best way that you can do that is by subscribing to my newsletter at uklawweekly.substack.com. We cover a whole range of topics on there. Um, If you are a free subscriber, then you get access to at least one topic email each week. And at the end of the week on a Friday, I tend to give a roundup of some of the major news stories. If you are a paid subscriber, then you get all of that, plus a further free ebook from me, as well as more content and more email newsletters about a variety of different topics. So if you're interested in either a free or a paid subscription to help keep the podcast ad free, then do check out uklawweekly.substack.com. Anyway, I'll be back with another episode next week. But for now, bye!